What's that show where they can mute you? Is there a show like that? Yeah, it's a sports show. I forget what Around the Horn, I think it's called. Oh, yeah. And you, you get <laughs> points for saying good shit. If the host doesn't like what you're saying, he gives you negative points and mutes your ass. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Cat should have the ability to do that. I'd get muted every day. God damn it. Never hey, mind. No, nah, we don't mute you. Otherwise, if you were muted, we'd have nobody watching us. <laughs> That's not true. People <laughs> are starting to really like all you guys starting to come into your own. That's, oh, thank you. Especially when you start cursing and get flustered, Rob. It's the funniest fucking thing. I said I wasn't going to curse on here, but then my uh, my inner New Yorker came out. And like, your reaction your yesterday to Colonel Custard was the funniest fucking thing ever. I'm like, no, <laughs> Donald, it's Colonel Mustard. What the fuck? <laughs> that was so bad. I didn't even realize that he said that, like, I heard him say cuss, and I was like, was, and it was one of those, as soon as I said it, I'm like, oh, God, please don't let me, I said, I hope nobody caught that, because that was so bad. And then, uh, I'm really quick, I'm going to catch pretty much that. everything, so you. It's, it's <laughs> the way that Evan. As soon as I said it, I was like, you saw my, I'm, I watched it back, I'm watching my face going, what the hell was I thinking? It's the way I, Evan reacted, like, he went, wait, like, the look on his face was like, it's mustard, but you couldn't hear him say it. Because I think Donald and you were talking, and I heard him. I just heard him say, it's mustard. Like, the way he said it, it was um, (laughs) – killed me. Rob always hears me when you guys are over talking. It's it's quite funny. (laughs) Just knows what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah, yesterday I was so off my game. It wasn't even funny. You've had a rough week, Cats. Let's be honest. Yeah. Wade Boggs, Colonel Custard. 17, 17. 17 <laughs> game shutouts in a year. <laughs> oh, right. welcome everybody. <laughs> yeah, did you not realize we were filming? <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> all right, well, welcome everybody, Yankee Chronicles. If you haven't figured it out, <laughs> Bobby, I'm here with Evan and Rob and uh, Donald slacking today. It's open uh, day. What? It's opening day again. And it's opening day again. All right, yeah, this is part two of the opening day episodes. And um, this time we're going to be breaking down the lineup. But before, actually, before we get into the lineup, uh, thank God Lindor was signed because that's one less player we have to hear about. You know, and good for some of the, good for some of the Met fans that actually are legitimate baseball fans. It's about time they have somebody to root for. Uh, you know what? I think they should be nervous. These type of deals not make yet. me very, very nervous, and not Lindor has not played. But let them enjoy it for a little while. Lindor has not even played a game with the Mets yet. The second it gets negative in Queens, he's going to wish he didn't fucking stay here. Look at what happened with Cano. When Cano signed that 10-year deal, I said, oh, he's going to be gone after five or six years, guys. Traded at five and a half. So, you know what? I'm saying the same thing for Lindor. I think he's not going to make six and a half years on this team. I I mean, I said before, like a while ago, that I hope that Steve Cohen wasn't blowing smoke when he said he was ready to spend. So for the Mets fans' sake, I'm glad they, you know, their ownership is better than what they've had. Oh, it's it was, a good deal. It's a necessary yeah. deal. Right. Yeah. He's a great player, and he's going to be very good for them. And But, you know, if they don't win in the next – even the next, like, three years with the roster they've put together – it's going to be a disappointment, and we know all about that as Yankee fans. We've seen it. 
where we put together these crazy rosters and don't win. But for their sake, you know, they wanted to resign him. Mets fans were hoping they did it so they didn't lose him after a year. And they're going to have him for a long time. So good for them. We'll see where it goes. Uh, they don't really matter to me unless we see them and whenever we play them in interleague. And if, if we do see them in the World Series, potentially, then I'll, I'll care. But, you know, good for them. And we'll see what he does for them this season. Now, uh, what do you, how did, with all the protocols and, and, and testing that, that was going on, we, and we already saw that Washington had can't even have their opening day. Right. And aren't they playing the Mets? Are they playing the Mets? I thought they were. If they're not, my mistake. Yeah, they're supposed to play Washington. Wow, that sucks. And Baltimore is postponed as well. Yeah, the Red Sox game. Yep. Yep. Well, that was because they th- they're they're afraid of a couple of raindrops. Yeah. Which it looks a- like every stadium needs to be a dome. I think it's com- if you're going to play in yeah. April. You need a dumb. Sorry. I've been Get saying this for years. Every stadium should at least have that roof, that retractable roof. The Marlins did it right when they built that new stadium. You're the person I got it from, dude. I, I now agree that every single stadium needs to have a dumb because this is getting ridiculous. It's the first day of the new season that we've been waiting for for so long. Even if you're not a Nationals fan, like I'll unfortunately be working today, but I'll have my phone. I got MLB TV ready to go. And I want to see baseball, meaningful baseball. And of course, you know, we're, we're going to have some games get postponed. And it happens all the time. You're waiting for it. It gets knocked back a day. And you're just like, at this point, we know that baseball can't be played in inclement weather. They just don't do it. It's not like football where they can play in the rainy weather and snow. And they, they still, you know, have these open stadiums like this. And just, it's good. I know it'd be tough to put, put a roof on every stadium at this point, but not just get a bunch of drones to fly over and they'll hold a fucking giant tarp. There you go. <laughs> you can order that, like the, that. Put a comb over for the game like the Simpsons, and there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's an it's an issue because it's been it's been trending this way for the past at least five years. I mean, I went to a Mets opener uh, over ten years ago where it snowed. I went. The Yankees opener a few years ago was snowed out because we got six inches. It's like you can't have an opening day in baseball where it fucking snows. And it was April 11th when it happened. Okay, like shitty weather happens in April. They know this. That has been the case since weather was invented. Man, it's not like, you know, people are going to get, you know, some people here be like, well, let them play their, you know, their paid athletes. But Let's just say if they did let them play in the rain and someone slipped in the outfield and broke a leg or something, yeah. how angry everyone would be. So, you know, it's – I hate that argument. It's, oh, it's we a good thing. Out and we blame the Yankees and we blame the staff. We blame the players. It's like, really, guys? We just forced blame them the to play. Blame for letting them play. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we, we talk shit sarcastically, but in reality we know that they it's not a sport you play in the wet weather. You just can't, but it sucks because I remember in Little League, I would get so upset waiting all week for my Saturday game. It gets rained out. I got to wait another fucking week. It's like, it's my only game. I get one game a week, damn it. You know, and they, you know, they do build in the off day by the, you know, the day after opening day. So the weather related, so, you know, but sometimes it rains a couple of days in a row, especially in New York. We've seen it. You know, a week worth of rain, 
you're a week off schedule and then you got to get because you know what's going to happen they're just going to even push more those stupid seven inning games the double header exactly what i was just going to say that we saw it so much last year in a 60 game season imagine how many times we're going to see it in a full 162 i'm sorry baseball is a nine inning game not seven innings it's like manfred is uh forcing this weather upon us or something you know, it's like put yeah. in a full – the players should be saying, you know, put in a full day's work. You know, you're, you're, you're pretty much you're telling them that they're going to have half a day of work and because they get paid by – right, they get game checks. It's not like they just get their salary, right? Am I right on that? Yeah, I believe yes, they do. you're correct. So my head hurts. I just I, I don't under I can't fathom why we have to go through this shit again. It it didn't work last year. No one was happy about it. The only thing we were happy about was the universal DH. They took that away. It's like yeah, no, the one rule that we all liked is the one that they got. The yeah, only they, hope we have is that the next collective bargaining agreement is heavily in favor of the players and that they don't fuck around with the rules of the game, which you know they don't want to, but that's there's going to have to be compromise somewhere because they're not going to agree to it from the perspective of the owners uh, uh, beyond the players' union. So, that you know, there's going to be compromise. We do have to see uh, these bullshit rules. I think it's stupid. I, I think... You know, part of the beauty of the game is seeing extra innings. I love overtime in other sports, but I've always found that it's too short. Like, I don't like seeing it. What's the sport where it's like a five-minute overtime? First player that scores wins. I'm pretty sure that's hockey. I hate that shit. I fucking hate it. I want to see the whole five minutes. Play it through. Yeah. Play it through. So in baseball, when you have extra innings, it's like, oh, my God, this game can go forever that's amazing and i think the record for longest in the game is between like 23 and 27 or something so let's yeah. be realistic it doesn't always go that far most games don't go past 15 or 16 innings that's usually the limit um i love it i love when the games go extra i really do it's like you know, like Jordan Susan say at, at the end of the ninth inning when it's going into extras i know you know free baseball you know it's true. You get more of what you like, and there's never there's nothing wrong with that. I have no problem starting a game at four, like a four or five game, and having it go to ten or eleven o'clock at night. Yeah. That is fucking awesome to me. Yeah, I, I just I hate the whole. As the innings go on, the, every play just intensifies. Yeah, no, wasn't it the? It was um extra inning game where Derek Jeter dove into the fans and uh, stands and got all bloody, right? That was against the Red Sox. Yeah, I think it's one of the greatest cool. games I have ever seen well, in my life. Two years ago with um the the diving catch from Hicks in Minnesota. Right, and that was a fantastic. Yeah, but with the game. Jeter I one, I remember it because I was so exhausted from work, and I got home. I had a, I couldn't go to sleep until the game was over. And at one point, I'm like, you know what? I, I got to go to bed. And I'm My saying, parents didn't way. let me stay going, out, dude. I got to watch this to the end. And I sat My, up to the last out. No, I wasn't allowed to watch games that late. But my dad for the Jeter one actually let me watch it because he saw the significance of that game. And he was cool enough to let me. Most of the time, though, they never let me stay up late. So I actually had a little radio and headphones that I kept underneath my pillow. 
I would listen to the fucking game. I'm not going to sleep and missing a Yankee game. I don't care how old I am. <laughs> fucking put me in Yankee prison. That's bullshit. <laughs> Yankee prison. All right. No, the two things that my parents did that I will never forgive them for is that shit. And when I was 10 years old, I asked for a full drum set and they got me a goddamn snare drum with a cymbal fucking tape to the side of it and said, oh, once you learn this, we'll get you all the drums. I'm like, that's not how you learn how to play. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> so I was like, I'm not playing drums. I'm just going to wait until I have my own money and then I'm going to buy a full drum set because this is a waste of fucking time. So I had to wait literally 10 years when I was 20. I bought my first drum set. Wasted 10 years of my life. I could probably be in a band right now not doing this shit with you guys. <laughs> I can't believe he just said that. I can't believe he just said that. You can't You're, lucky. Gary You're the lucky ones of your misfortune. Yeah, it makes us feel so, I feel so great. Special. A snare drum and a fucking not 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 even a hi hat, not a hi hat, just a shitty fucking little crash. <laughs> like the one symbol you use the least amount in drumming, they're like, oh, why don't you learn on that? Because no one's ever gonna use that symbol because you don't use that symbol. It's like the eighth symbol. <laughs> All right, so are we ready to break down this lineup? Now I'm upset. Mood. Yeah, let's yeah, break it down. Well, we, we already knew who was leading off. So we have LeMahieu at second base, Aaron Judge in right field. You had Hicks batting third in center field, which I actually I like to switch hit at third. Now uh, Stanton, uh, DH, batting fourth. Fifth is Torres at shortstop. Sixth is Urshela at third. Seventh is Gary behind the dish. You got Jay Bruce at first base, and in left field, Clint Frazier. They got it right. Our lineup is so stacked; it's unbelievable. Clint, even without hitter. Luke Voigt, it's it's crazy. When Voigt when Voigt gets in there, you're gonna see Frazier batting ninth, Sanchez batting eighth. Like Voigt's gonna take over where Torres is. It's crazy, and I do love having Hicks batting in between uh, Judge and Stanton. Yeah. There's that opportunity that you potentially have LeMahieu, Judge, and Hicks all on base at the same time, and then you bring up Giancarlo. Yeah, that's scary. I would replace uh, – I would switch uh, Hicks with DJ. I put DJ third. Really? Mm-hmm. You know what? His on-base percentage would, 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 does support that. I wouldn't do it every game. I, I, no. you know, we're going to have a, a – bunch of matchups throughout the season i just think that that having a diverse lineup like this i mean if clint's the type of guy in any other lineup could be in the top five hitters you know so it's just it is unbelievable that our ninth hitter it's like kluber said a couple or at the beginning of this spring he's glad that he doesn't have to face the yankees lineup anymore because it's so damn deep and it's like you know in baseball you want to get through the entire lineup one full time but that's really hard to do with the Yankees because even if you get to that ninth hitter, you're about to reset. So by the fifth inning, you're, you're going to be exhausted with what you just had to go through. You know, it's – they have to do what they were doing at the beginning of spring. They have to go back and just start working counts, laying – you know, like I had said, if there's a borderline pitch that the umpire just – gives to the pitcher 
And it's a, it's a strike through. I'd rather that than just flailing at everything, just trying to hope something happens. It, yeah. See, it's the flailing that that bothers me. It's not the striking out in general. If you strike out, but you're seeing pitches well, and those are just good pitches, that's fine. But if you're swinging at bullshit that you know is a slider outside or a fucking uh, fastball at your chin. You're swinging at that you're really missing your looks and you know like we said gary seems to be seeing the ball better so that's a positive if you have a lot of strikeouts for the first three innings but you're at least seeing the ball well so you know what the pitcher's throwing by the time it gets to the lineup the second time around we start to shellack um and if you've noticed with the yankees we usually start hitting really well between the fifth and the eighth inning. Those are like our sweet spots. Um, so if we can get to that, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh inning, even if we're down and we're seeing the pitches well, we're probably going to start clobbering. Down. Yeah. Uh, I think the good thing is, well, the good thing, the only thing that really holds this lineup back is themselves. They get in their own way. It's, it's so good one through nine that, if everybody just plays to their strengths and doesn't try to go for the fences every time we see how deadly it can be. And we need a guy like Torres to, you know, just get on base, get some doubles, be a doubles hitter, get the home runs. He, we know he will, he'll end up with maybe 20, 25 in a full season, which is fine, but. Yeah, we don't need the home runs team. from him. We, we right. need the clutch hitting and we need the contact. He needs to That's be need from all of them. Just, right, but especially for us. How many times have we said when you have players like, you know, Stanton, Judge, Sanchez, they have enough national regardless they, of those guys. If they ball the right way, it's going to be a home run anyway. Regardless of those guys, you need a balance between Derek Jeter and what DJ does. We only have one of those on the lineup right now. So you need Torres to bring the home runs down and get that average up. That's yeah. that's the only thing, you know. I don't give a shit if we hit 300 home runs in a season if we're not driving in runs and doing all the other things well. I'd rather have 250 and a guy like Torres batting, you know, 307 with 22 and close to 100 RBI. Right. Even if he's, you know, Frazier become one of those gap hitters. Oh, we know he can be. Frazier, Frazier can. He really well, can for, be. And I yeah, think that's he's a not a home run hitter either. He no. just has such quick bat speed that he hits home runs. Yeah. And we have Which a chance for the lineup to because be. He's a better, to me, Clint Frazier, when his career is said and done, he's a better hitter than both Judge and Stanton. I don't think that's a crazy statement at all. Hitter, general hitter, not home runs, just yeah. general hitter. I think he's going to get more doubles. I think he's going to do what in Duhart was doing in his rookie year. I think we're going to see a lot of doubles from Clint. That's the hitter we need. We need that rookie Andujar out, out of a lot of, you know, some of these guys. But could you imagine our ninth hitter getting close to 50 doubles? <laughs> be ridiculous. And between, the, between this lineup, you know, the pitching staff looks like it's really primed to go. I, this is going to be a great trick of the year. It's all about it coming together. Let's see. The pitching has to hold up. The biggest thing that's going to hold the Yankees back is, like I just said, is themselves. If they're healthy, they're top three team in baseball. Oh, Easily. Absolutely. I think they're top two, really, if you, if you really look at it. Because 
there's a lot of question marks for San Diego. I keep saying they look good on paper and they do. They could possibly be the World Series champions this year. But until you see them do it, we can't say much. And until Clevenger gets back, you know. No, I would say the Dodgers, Yankees, and maybe even a team like – I really feel like Minnesota is going to be something to watch. Yeah. I'm not saying they're better than us. but One of these years it's going to click for them. Yeah. yeah they, them and the White Sox, they're going to be a fun team to watch this year. You can't count out Tampa Bay. They, they were the second-best team in baseball last year. Minnesota's the top ten team. The White Sox, I want to say this really quick. Did anybody see um, – remember when we had Danny Vietti on and he was saying even in the beginning of the offseason about the White Sox? Mm-hmm. He actually backed himself up and he actually made a uh, – he put his money where his mouth was and put uh, the White Sox in the World Series. So I was kind of, you know, I gave him a little shout. You know, I'm like, you know, I'm really glad you, you kind of stood stood your ground. Well, good for him. I hope he's wrong. But good for him. So much. And I thought it was really cool that Danny just kind of, he's stayed by, his, you know, his predictions. Yeah, White Sox is going to suck. I'm not I think it's going to be a fun year. Kind of giving, uh, giving our friend Danny here a little credit. Yeah, no, they're going to be trash. <laughs> Well, that's all the time we have for you today, folks. I'm Bobby Tats. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, oh, if anybody's uh, watching this after the first inning, um, look us up on Twitter. We will send you the link. We will be having a little uh, open Zoom chat for everybody to come hang out. Talk a little you bit. assholes better show up or I'm going to be fucking furious. See, this is why no one's going to go in there because they hear you say this now for the second episode of the day and you're calling everybody a-holes and no one's going to want to talk to you. Oh, oh, is everyone sensitive? They don't so want to come it's so messed up. Or everybody, you can, you can come. I won't be there, but in spirit, the Gary Bobblehead will. So if you want to talk to Gary Bobblehead because I'm a lunatic. You can talk to the Bobblehead. Just don't listen to Evan. You know he's not. Just speak fucking show up. And be, be a good fan. If you don't show up, you're a fake fan. And you probably like the wave. Oh, God, no. Nobody should ever like the wave. Like I said, unless you're under five years old, you should never do the wave. You're not. You're not getting me to stand up. I stopped doing that shit when I was ten. You're not. I'm not. <laughs> Three seconds. I'm trying to watch. Oh, it's coming fun. around to me now. It's coming around to me now. Oh, well, here it comes. Here it comes. Here. <laughs> like I said, unless you are with a little kid that's not like his first game, just sit down. No, this is why I'm bald, Tats, because people annoy me. I pull out all my fucking hair. I lost all my hair by the time I was like 16. But <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> well, remember, if you do show up for the Zoom chat today and, um, you're able to stump Evan on any of uh, any Yankee facts. He will shave his beard. So. Oh hell no! I'm not gonna look like a <laughs> old baby. Fuck that. So we hope to see everybody later. But mostly, just enjoy enjoy opening day. Baseball is back. We're so freaking excited, and I just I, I can't wait. So on behalf of everybody, YankeeChronicles.com. Hope everybody does have a good day. Stay safe. Stay smart. Let's go Yankees. See you guys later.